Vayigash Shishi, chapter 46, Pasik 28, Perek Memvav, Pasik Chavches. That's Yehuda Shalach Lefanov. So Yehuda, he sent before him, El Yosef, to Yosef. So Yaakov sends first Yehuda to Yosef, Goishna, the Hoiris, Lefanov, Goishna. Lahiris Lefanov meaning to direct him ahead of him to Goshna. In other words, to lead the way towards Goshen. And they came to the land of Goshen. So the Pashita meaning of the words of Lahiris Lefanov, as Rashi says, what does he mean he sent Yehuda ahead of him, Lahiris Lefanov? So Rashi Kitar Gumoy, like the Tagum Taiches. The Tarkin Taiches Lefanoa Kodomoyi to clear a place for him. Lefanois Loi Mokoim to clear a place for him, Ulahoirois, and to show him how how to settle in it. So this was the uh, this was the job of Yehuda. Yehuda went ahead. That's in the Pashtim shot. We'll see in a minute, we'll see what the Madrasha got. Lefanov, Dr. Ashi. What does the head of him means? The fun of means koydem shiagiel l'sham, meaning before he gets to there. O medrash agode and the agode interprets that lahiris lefonov means that it should be teaching ahead of him. The second loy based Talmud to establish for him a house of study. Shemisham teitzeharoa from where teaching would emanate. So, Lahiris Lafonov means that he sent him to open up a yeshiva. This is what the Rebbe brings down in all of the Sikhs. That we know that Yaakov sent, uh, Yaakov uh, spent his years, and we're going to learn in the next parsha the best years he spent in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was a terrible place. Mitzrayim was Ervas Haaretz. It was the uh, a place where people were low and was clip and everything else. And still he was his best years. But it all depends on the fact that he sends Yehuda of notwithstanding any other needs, the first thing he opens up is a base Talmud, he opens up a yeshiva, a place for learning. And that's the most important thing, wherever we go and whatever we do, even when people don't have money or when people are in trouble, the first thing they do and they always do is they make yeshivas, they keep up the places of learning so that people can Continue studying the Torah. I know also that, you know, um, Zaidi, Al Vashalom, you know, in, under the most difficult circumstances, uh, they didn't have any any money, they didn't have uh, any community, they didn't have any support, uh, they didn't have anybody to protect them. The government was against the Jews, and they were trying to. Uh, this goes back into the Soviet Union and Russia, and still they all the time with Mercedes Nefesh, with great sacrifice, they kept up the yeshivas. They were learning in little uh, shuls and disguised in different places, and they it was always the Lahiris Lafana, it was always the base Talmud, always a place to learn, always educating, and eventually that raised the generation and that kept the 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 flame of Torah and the flame of Hasidus, you know, throughout for all the years, yeah. But, you know, in, and like, Yaakov's time wasn't so hard. 
Yeah, but yeah, but you see that um, they're coming to a new place, so they didn't look first how to settle, how to even though in the Pashtip shot Laidis Lafanov was to take care of the physical stuff, but then we have the um, the other interpretation is to take care of the teaching. So they didn't look first to settle in and get themselves jobs and do everything. Well, they have to for the physical need, but the first thing is the fun of was lahiris. Lahiris meaning to make an instruction to have a place of learning. Anyways, pasuk But they didn't come. Yosef didn't live in Goshen. That was a city of Goshen. That was a part, a section of of Mitzrayim. But Yosef lived in the capital in Mitzrayim itself, where the king is right. So pasuk says, So Yosef harnessed his chariot. Vayal likras Yisroel Oviv, and he went up towards his father Yisroel, Goishna, to the city of Goishen. Vayedo a love, and he appeared to him. Who appeared to him? I'm going to say Yosef appeared to his father. Vayipoil al Tzavorov, and he fell on his neck. He fell on his neck. So this is Yosef falling on his father's neck. He appeared to his father, and he fell on his neck. And he cried on his neck more, meaning he cried for a long time over his father. And Rashi is going to explain that that Yaakov at that time was reading the Shema, so he was not able to interrupt, and that's why he didn't he was reading the Shema, we'll see in the Rashi okay, we'll see in a minute let's do the Rashi but yes, sir, Yosef now Yosef was the Mishnah Lamelech, he was the second in command, he had a lot of servants and officers serving him but nevertheless it was he who who uh, who harnessed the chariot it was Yosef himself, who atzmoi he himself harnessed the horses for the chariot to make it quick in honor of his father so he didn't want to wait for anybody to do it he harnessed them by himself and the Pesach says and he appeared to him Rashi says Yosef appeared to his father and he fell on his neck and he cried, it says, Vayev katzavorov oid. What means oid? Zoktarashi loshen harbeiz bechia. That means an expression of profuse weeping. Vechein, and likewise we find in Eiv Lamedalet, Pasik Chav Gimel. Over there it says, Kiloi al ish yosim oid. Which means, for he will not place additional guilt on a man. So the the word oid over here is translated as an addition, more. So oid, oid means more, further. It's an expression of profusion, a lot. Uh, this is like God does not place upon him additional accusation over and above his sins. So al ish yosim oid further means more additional. Afkan here too 
he wept greatly. And he continuously cried more than the usual. Now this is all who did all the crying and who did all the falling. It says Yosef did it. What do you mean falling? Fall on his neck and he cried on his father. Who did Yosef did it? But Yaakov did not fall over the neck of Yosef and also he didn't kiss him. Now, but uh, I don't know why Rashi brings in kissing over here. It doesn't say anywhere that Yosef kissed his father either. And that would be a question. Why didn't he kiss his father? Why doesn't the Pasuk say that he kissed his father? It just says, by Yedah love he appeared to him. But it doesn't say that he kissed him. But Rashi says his father, you, you would expect that, you know, we learned before, with the encounter of Yaakov and Rachel and all the time, there the Pasuk talks that, you know, that they kissed her. Right? You would expect when you didn't see a person for a while, you kiss him. So why didn't Yaakov kiss Yosef? Again, I don't know why Rashi is not worried about why Yosef didn't kiss Yaakov, or maybe he doesn't say in the Pasuk. But anyways, our teachers tell us that he was reading the Shema. He couldn't interrupt. Now why was he reading the Shema? In the middle of all of a sudden, Yosef is coming over here, and all of a sudden he's reading the Shema. Maybe because he was thanking Hashem, he was reading the Shema, he said, Shema is Hashem al-Kein Hashem al-Khod, after such great miracles, and knowing that Yosef was coming to him. He was reading the Shema, that he couldn't interrupt. The whole Shema, meaning maybe Vahavto, also the first section of the Shema. It doesn't say. Pasuk Lamed. Vayoymer Yisrael al-Yosef. So, Yisrael, his father says to Yosef, Amusa hapam. He says, I will die this time. In other words, uh, uh, in other words, that now once I've been consoled, I'm ready to die. Basically, Hapam. Now after seeing you, I'm ready to die. He was already comforted, but once since I've seen your face, that you're still alive. So now I'm ready to die. Amusa Hapam, Zukrashi. I will die this time. It's simple meaning is as the targum renders. But if I should die this time, I would be consoled. Meaning, Amusa Apam, if I die now, I'm consoled. Because, and the Medr says, I thought that I was going to die two deaths. In this world and in the world to come. Why? So in this world, he's going to die because, why? Because, you know, everybody dies. But also in the because the Shechina has left me. And I thought that why is the Shechina left Yaakov? Because maybe Hashem will demand from me, hold me responsible for your death. Because yeah, you, because you thought Yosef died. Now that uh, uh, I see that you're alive, I will die only once. A Musa Apam, I will only die once. I won't die, die a second time. Because the Shechina went away from him for a long time, from, from Yaakov. What do you mean Shechina? The Shechina, the divine, Hashem used to appear to him. And Hashem didn't appear to him in a long time, all the time that Yosef was away. So now that he saw him, he's high, uh, he knows that now, but it doesn't say here that the Shechina came back. Because if the Shechina came back, it has nothing to do with Reishis Panecha. Now, 
I know that it's not my fault. He knew that he didn't do anything. If not for the responsibility that he took for, that he had for Yosef, that was one responsibility. But if not for that, he didn't do anything else, so there would be no reason for the Shekhinah not being there. So once I see your face, uh, I know that I'm, the reason for the Hishtalkus HaShekhinah is not because I'm responsible for your death, because you're alive. So Yosef says to his brothers and his father's household, I'll go up and I will tell to Paroi that um, I will go up and I'll tell Paroi and I will say to him my brothers and my Father's household, the family, Ashaberetz Kanan boy, like came to me. Now it's interesting. He's saying, "I'll, I'll go up to." Uh, it seems like Goshen was. It says, "Vayal likras Yisrael Aviv." In Pesach of Tet, by Yosef, it says he went up to his father. So maybe just because it's his father, Loshen is up. I thought for a minute maybe Goshen is higher up, but now when you're saying to uh, Pare, he's also saying, "I'll, I'll go up." Maybe it's a Loshen covet for a king. You say, "I go up." Or to his father, I says he goes up. I go up to my father. I go up to Parik. It's not necessarily any uh, any uh, sign of the actual uh, place, whether it's higher or lower. So he says, uh, "I will tell them." But he's also going to tell them further. And I will continue telling him what it says in Pesach Beis. So Pasuklamet base, Ba'anoshim. This is part what Yosef he says he's going to tell to Padre that the men they are shepherds. for they were always owners of cattle that and their uh, flock and their cattle. They brought everything that they own. They brought here, so they they need to be rayetzayim. This is what I tell them. When Pare calls you, he says, What is your occupation? What do you do? You shall say, So, in other words, you should uh, corroborate, you know, you should tell them what I told you. That we are men of a lot of cattle, we own a lot of cattle, your servants. From our youth, till now. Also, us, also our fathers. Bavur teishvu beres goyshin, so that you may sit in the land of goyshin. Kisavus mitzrayim kol royetzayin, because it's actually uh, a, a abhorrent to the Egyptians. Anybody who shepherds uh, uh, sheep is tzayin. Uh, the flocks is they they don't like it because it was their avodah Remember, Rashi said before they were eating separately from Yosef, was eating separately from his brothers. Rashi said that they don't eat together, the Mitzvah don't eat with the Ivrim together bread. He said it them separately when he took them in. And Rashi said over there because they don't eat any meat. Because meat is their, uh, is their a God, is their Avedizorim. This is another thing about with the sheep, uh, Karm Pesach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, excellent. That's a good, good point with the sheep. Bavur Teishu Be'eretz Goishen. Uh, so that you may sit in the land of Goshen, he says, and the land of Goshen is needed to you, she had it submitted, because that's a land with a lot of feed. So so you can be there, so tell them. I mean, there's food over there for the, there's pasture 
just thing for the animals to graze on. And when you tell him that you are not expert in any other job, he will uh, send you away from him, and let you sit there. So he's basically plotting. I mean, they're not lying or anything. They're not saying not true. They're saying the evidence. But he's just guiding them to tell him the truth so that he will let them stay there. Because it's a born to the Egyptians, anybody who shepherds sheep, because they're their God. Why do people shepherd sheep? What do they do it? They raise them so that they can shech them later on. That's the reason why people have sheep. Shech them or, or, or work with them or other things. So these are all things that the Egyptians didn't do because it was their God. Pasuk Aleph. Perik Mem Zayin, chapter 47, verse 1. Yosef come Yagil and he tells the Padre, and he says, Ovi my father, Ba'achai, my brothers, Vitsoinum, and their flock, Uvakaram, and their cattle, Vicholashar Lahem, and everything that is to them, Bo came, Eretz Kenon, from the land of Kenon, Vihinam, Eretz Goshen, behold, they're in the land of Goshen. Posing base, Rashi, and from among his brothers he took Hamisha Noshim. He took five people, Vayatzigim Lifnei Pare, and he placed them before Pare. What is the word Mikitsei over here? What does the word Mikitsei mean over here? Mikitsei, Dr. Ashi, Mikitsei can mean from the end, right? Like, the Rebbe has a whole Sikha in the parshas of Mikates, why Rashi has to play Taj De Vahim Mikates, Shnosayim Yomim, why Rashi has to say that it's called Miketz Eloshon Soif. But the Rebbe says, brings from the Evan Ezra, that Miketz can also mean like the edge, like a corner. A corner can mean the beginning or the end over there. Uh, that's the discussion over there. So over here, Miketzei Echov can also mean from the corner of his brother. But Rashi Taishu here, Miketzei Echov, so Rashi, Minapchusim Ligvura, from the most inferior of them in regards to physical strength. Shein nidim gebodim. They're not. They don't appear strong. So miktsei means from the edge, or from the end, or from the corner, or the edge. It could be like the word kotze, like a minakotze echot. The kotze kotze means from the edge. Shem yiroisam gebodim because if he will see them as powerful as warriors, yasem aisam anshim achamte that he's going to make them people to lead his war. So who are the Shvacha, who are the weak ones and months the sons? Ve'elahin, these are it. Ruven, Shimon, Levi, Yisachar, Ubinyamin. Can you imagine? Shimon, Levi. <laughs> Shimon and Levi is the one that uh, that fought. Uh, uh, those are the, what? Shimon and Levi are the ones that had the fight with Shem before. You remember that one? Uh, and uh, we'll see in the minute in Rashi that is the other way around. Also, uh, Reuven was the firstborn. Uh, Rashi, but why does he say Reuven Shimon Levi Sochem Binyamin? Says Oisom Shleikofal Moshe Shmoisom. Well, this is not. This is the other brothers we're talking about. The Yisro is bringing along and the other brothers. He's going to present them before Parik. He's going to present the weaker ones. But Rashi says those who Moshe Rabbeinu did not duplicate their names when he benched them. Like it says, but it says that the Ruvain, when when Moshe Rabbeinu benched them in Vezei Sabrocha, Abel Shmei Kafal, but the names of the strong people, he, he doubled the number of the Gebeirim. Like, for example, by Yehuda it says, Vezei Yehuda, 
Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda. Listen Hashem to the voice of Yehuda. That's in Dvorim Lamed Gimel Chov. Ulegod Omar Baruch Marchim God. So by God it says Baruch Marchim God. So we have two times the name God. Shomchom Gimel Naftoli Omar Naftoli. Shomchom Beis Uledon Omar Don. Shom Yudches V'chein Lezvulon. In Pasuk of Dal V'chein Loshem. Zehu Loshem Bereshis Rabba Tzadik Hei Dalit Shia Godas Eretz Yisrael. This is the language of Bereshis Rabba, which is the God of Eretz Yisrael, that says that those names that were duplicated. Those were the name of the Gibeirim, and the other ones were the weak ones. So that means Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yisachar, and Yamin did not have their names duplicated. So Rashi, Abel, but Talmud, Babel is Shalom, but in our Gemara, in Talmud Babel, the Babylonian Talmud, ours, but Sinu, we found Shoisim, Shekafel, Moshe, Shemoisim, those that Moshe repeated the names, Hemachaloshim, those are the weak ones. Baisim, Hemachaloshim, those are the ones he brought to be pare. So according to this, he brought not Shimon and Levi, and not Yisachar and Yomin, and not the Reuven. But rather, he brought, he brought the other ones. But the problem we have is with Yehuda. Because we know that Yehuda was a strong one. First of all, because we know Yehuda took up, uh, was going to take on uh, Yosef over here, in the beginning of this Pasha, and we know that Yehuda was a leader. But before also, Menashe was strong too. And we know that Yehuda, the brother, said, why didn't you, 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 you speak up not to sell him? So Yehuda was a strong one, we knew that. So Yehuda so why was Yehuda's name doubled? That's not because of his weakness. There's another reason. But basically those names that were repeated were the Shvacha ones, were the weak ones. So who were the weak ones according to this? It was God. It was Naphtali. Don, Zvulun, and Osher. Rashi says this is in Kedisim of a Kabbalah like Beis Aleph. Ube Brayzer the Sifri Shoninu Ba, and in the Brayzer in Sifri we learned in it the Vezayis Habrocha and Vezayis Habrocha in in Sifri Shinun Dalit Kimei Talmud Shalonu like in our Talmud like in our Gemara. Pasi Gimel. By Yemer Parelech Chosapari says to his brother Mama Seichem, what is your occupation? By Yemer El Parel they say to Parel Royet Soi Navadecha. That your servants have been shepherding uh, uh, shepherds of, of a flock. Also, us, also our parents. That's what we've been doing. And they said to Pare, We came to sojourn in the lands. Because there's no pasture to the flock that is to your servants. For the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. Now, let your servants please sit in the land of Goshen, where there is feed for the animals. Posig, hey. By Yeme Pariel Yosef, the party says to Yosef, Lamer saying, Your father and your brother have come to you. I mean, Shalom Aleichem, good morning, he's telling him that. No, but he's trying to tell them. Pari is telling me, your father and your brother came to you, okay. We know that, I mean, they're coming to him. But Pasuk Vav, leading up, he says, Eretz Mitzrayim Lufanecho. The land of Egypt is open before you. In the best of the land, settle your brothers. Actually, before, when Pari was sending them to go bring the father, he already told them that they can have the best of the land. He already offered them, when he's sending to go bring Yaakov down, in the first place he told them, already. He says, your brothers, let your father and your brothers sit in the land of Goshen. And if you know that there are 
capable men among them, Anshi Chayil, people of capabilities, Vesabatum Sarimik Shali. Here doesn't mean warriors, army, because he's telling them, place them, they should be officers over the, uh, what is mine? Mikna Shali, meaning on my cattle, the, the, uh, the livestock that I own. So if they know, make, make them in charge, if they're Heverlite, if they're, if they're capable. If they're expert in their crafts of uh, being pasturing the sheep, So Yosef brought his father Yaakov. Now this looks like a, a separate incident. I don't know if it was at that same time together, together with his brothers, because then first of all it would make sense for him to bring first Yaakov and then his brothers. And uh, second one says, Vayavi Yosef, he brought, seems like he brought him a special bringing over here. So he brought, Yosef brings his father, Vayamadeu lifnei Parik, and he stood him before Parik. Vayavarech Yaakov is Parik, and Yaakov blesses Parik. What does it mean he blessed him? What? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Rashi will bring it down soon. Vayavarech Yaakov. Ravashi says that the blessing that Yaakov blessed him, Hishila Sholem, that's like greeting, asking peace, saying hello, for all those who occasionally present themselves before the monarchs, so they do Shulder Belaz, they greet the king, it's the greeting for the king. So that means, not he's blessing him, but he's greeting him. So Father says to Yaakov, How many are the days of the years of your life? I mean, how old are you? I mean, that's kind of a personal question that he's asking him when he's coming to him. He says, How old are you? Pasuk says, So Yaakov says to Padre, The days of the years of my sojourning. So he says, Years of sojourning. What means Megurai? Megurai means sojourning, meaning. He was always traveling. He never really had uh, relaxation. Shloishimum as shona. There are hundred and thirty years. He's telling Pari. Maat v'royim hoyu yemei shnei chaye. The days of the years of my life have been few and miserable. V'loy hisigu as yemei shnei chaye avoisai, and that not reach the days of the years of the lives of my forefathers be made Megureim in the days of why, their journeys. In other words, but he does he didn't tell him how long he lived because because he, how long the knowledge is long and how long does he know he's gonna live. He's telling him that the uh, the days of his he didn't reach to have uh, days of their so journeys um, in other words, I didn't have the good that they had through their sojournings. And I was always sojourning, always traveling, but they didn't have, I didn't have the good years like my parents had in their sojournings. Let's see Rashi. Shnei Megura Yizuch Tarashi Yimei Geirusi Days of my being a stranger. Kol Yomai Yisigir Beretz Acherim All my days I was a stranger in other people's land. Velo Yisigu And they didn't reach. What didn't they reach? It means Betoyven, their goodness. They didn't reach the goodness uh, the 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 years, the days, and the years of my fathers when they sojourned. 
Now, Posik Yud, this is the second time it says in the Posik, Vayivorech Yaakov is Pareh. And Yaakov blessed Pareh. Now, this is Rashi, Vayitzim Lifnei Pareh, and it went out of Pareh. There's an interesting conversation. He just asked him how old he is. And Yaakov is complaining and telling him that he's uh, few and bad were his years. But Yaakov leaves Pareh, Vayivorech Yaakov, Zakt Rashi, Kederech Kol Aniftorim, Lifnei Sorim. According to the custom of all those who leave the presence of the princess, they bless him and take permission to take leave. So they bless him before they go away. So they bless him and went away. What bracha did Yaakov bless? That the Nile should rise at his approach to his feet. In other words, when he comes to Nilus, he should go up. For the land of Egypt does not drink rainwater. In other words, it doesn't rain in Egypt. But rather the Nile goes up and it waters the field. And from the time that Yaakov blessed Paroy and An, Paroy would come. And Oymed al-Nilus, he would stand by the Nilus. That the Nilus would come up towards Pari. And that would uh, uh, water the land. So that was the bracha that he gave him. And that's the uh, blessing that, that, that Pari did. No wonder we see later on that Pari considered himself to be a god. And, uh, you know, with all the things, is because... If you can do such things with an aisle, that's pretty powerful stuff.